Blog Talk Radio. And this week, I saw a quote online from The Big Chill. I don't know if you remember that movie. I didn't really like it that much, but it was okay. It's watchable. Anyway, this quotation got me going, even though I think I talked about it on this show years ago. And here's why, okay? Here's why I got worked up. The movie starts out at a funeral for this guy named Alex who committed suicide. And in the eulogy, his friend says... Alex was too good for this world. Alex was too good for this world. Now, that can mean three things. Number one, you're too honest to get ahead in life. You know, you're at an interview, and the recruiter asks you what your greatest weakness is, and you tell them the truth (laughs) like an idiot, okay? Number two, you believe that other people are honest. So you're a recruiter this time. And the first time you talk to a a guy, a potential candidate, he says relocation is no problem. And you believe him. And you get taken in again and again because you want to be nice and trust people. Number three, there's so many people who need help and you feel that you just have to help them. So you have no time to enjoy life yourself. And it just becomes over well mean so obviously here's what you have to do if you're going to lead a productive life what you have to do is ignore suffering ignore suffering you can't obsess about every squirrel you see killed on the road and you know what that's relevant to recruiters because often people want recruiters to help them get jobs but there's only so much that you can do and after that you have to say sorry you're on your own and ignore them and that's what being good means not being nice it means finding way finding a way to navigate your way through life alex in the movie wasn't good he was abusive to himself And speaking of abuse, Jerry, Jerry, what show is this? This is the Recruiting Animal Wow, that was great. Thank you for the opportunity to be a part of this fantastic show. You are welcome. You're welcome. Where's my money? Maureen, do you want me to thank you for bringing this guest aboard now or wait until later to see if he's any good so I don't embarrass you? Now would be fine. I'd wait. I'd wait. (laughs) This guy might be good, actually. You know, uh, I I have a feeling. Okay, so thank you, Maureen. Maureen's brought a lot of guests in recently, I have to say. Okay. Do I Maybe get half a dozen? Do I get a bonus? Yeah, I well, not get uh, any of mine. There's been no well, check. I there's no divvying going on. Wait a minute. I'm already, spending, I'm already spending the money we're not getting. Okay. 
Anyway, let's move on. How we many got, ads are you going to do today? I, I got three ads. <laughs> and you know what, Jerry? I'll just say it before the show gets going. If you shut up and let me do them, I'm sorry. If you be quiet for a few seconds and let me do them, they'll be over. You guys right. make okay. me drag them All out. Right. I will. Okay. Can, now today's the, my, my, my final thing. Can you do it during a low? You you have a tendency to look, man. When when a conversation is flowing and we're getting somewhere, don't say, "Oh, wait, 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 wait." <laughs> I gotta well, do an ad. You okay. do it when there's nothing going on. I mean, yeah, these well, when the show's it. exciting, I forget to do the ad. All of a sudden, I see I gotta do it. Let's move okay. on. This is show business. Mm, uh, no not. one's interested. Okay, we got a guest today named Josh. It's really called back office talk, isn't it? I think, yeah, I think that's how you say his name. He picked a song that I hope you sing, Jerry, because it's your kind of song. It's Paranoid by Black Sabbath. Are you in on this? You know my policy on this. I didn't even know this song. I never heard of it. I had to look it up. Josh, are you ready? Josh. Josh Breckheim. Yeah, I'm here. How's it going? Oh, you're here. Welcome. Did I say your name right? It's Josh Breckheisen. That's correct. Yeah, that's what I said. Okay, so you lead yeah. off. Count to three. I'm going to sing. Jerry, oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You don't count to three and start singing. We, we got to get the you intro. count to four. Okay. <laughs> okay. Go ahead. And you don't sing one. Oh my God. Uh, here it goes. Two, three, four. Finished with my woman because she couldn't help me with my Chad Balby, he says, what kind of uh, online footprint does this guy have? Salt Lake Jobs now, he hasn't even touched it for like a year or two. What's going on there, Josh? Everybody, More like Salt Lake Jobs yesterday, huh? Everybody is telling yeah, no, I haven't touched the Twitter in a while. Personal branding is very important. I just, I just saw in Scotland, uh, what's that guy from Australia's name? Greg Savage. He's saying, hey. Personal brand, your footprint. You know, people, when they find out about you, they look you up, and you have to be on the first page of Google. And here, you've got a a half-assed, neglected Twitter page. What's up with that? There's no doubt about that. Twitter has not been my uh, my go-to social media. Louder! (laughs) I think that a half-assed, stale, old Twitter page really shows that a guy was smart enough to recognize what a pile of shit it is and move on using his brain, and he's got more going on than to sit around screwjacking with everybody 
on, on Twitter all day. I think it's a fantastic I, I'm move. I'm with Jerry on that. I'm fantastic that. move. <laughs> you know, hey, can argue with Jerry. Josh, can Nobody. you stop mumbling? Talk into the phone, please. Me? Sound is I important on the show, okay? Very good. Don't make okay, can we back up a bit? Here. Who is the guest today? Who is this guy? Josh Brackheiser. Brackheiser. Josh Brackheiser? Breck. Spell it. Spell it letter by letter, please, Josh. Okay, it's B-R-E-C-H-E-I-S-E-N. Okay, he's born in, he's from the San Francisco area. He's got a B.A. in economics. He likes volleyball. How about that? Our favorite <laughs> guest loves our favorite sport. Okay, in his first interview out of college, the company CEO, where he was interviewing, he said, you're a recruiter, Josh. And that's how he got into recruiting. And uh, three and a half years ago, he started his own agency. It's called Genuine Recruiting. He works with IT companies uh, that have a presence in Utah, which is where he lives. Did you get involved because of those last two guys, those two guys last week? They were also from Utah? Yeah, yeah no, I, I didn't get in the industry because of them. Not That's what, it's not what I meant, obviously. Are you involved in this show? <laughs> Are you involved in the oh. show? Forget it. Okay, look. No, no, look. no. I got involved with uh, uh, through Maureen. Yeah. Okay. I know that. We already thanked her. Don't plug her again. Look. No. You know what? What's what about this digital footprint thing? It's just not important to you. You don't believe in it. Am I right about that? No, it's not that I don't believe in it. I use uh, many social media. I think Twitter is just one that I haven't seen the. the okay. Which ones impact. are you using? And I got to tell you, make your yay a yay and your nay a nay. Don't try to straddle a fence on this show, okay? <laughs> no politics here, huh? Trump for president. We're Trump waiting. President. We're waiting. What What do you use? You said I use a lot of social media. Which platforms? I use LinkedIn. I use Facebook. Um, He's using Facebook. your show. He's you using what? your show. That's. Media. And I'm using your show. Okay. Cool. Good one, Kathy. <laughs> yeah, okay. Hi, Kathy. Hi, Kathy. Hi, Kathy. Kathy. Kathy's a great Kathy Manis. He doesn't call in every week, and he's not going to call in every week, so people get to know him from the show. And i got to tell you, his Facebook page. He calls page, in more than you think. I've never heard of him before, okay? And I'll tell you but something else. now you else. do, and he's the best. Yeah. This guy is the best? No, best. I said he's your now, so yeah, obviously social media yeah, works. Yeah. His Facebook page is strictly personal. He's he's a handsome fellow. He's got a good-looking family. And he's a very sensitive father. But you know what? It's not about recruiting. So don't try to pretend to us that you're using your Facebook page for recruiting. I couldn't find, see anything there. There's a difference, There's a difference animal, between branding through that and using it as a vehicle. And I use it more as a headhunting vehicle rather than a branding vehicle to, to bring in leads. Would you, can sounds you explain like it's that the other way around. It sounds, sounds like you're branding your life, and then people get to know you, and then they take your calls when you call them. Oh, that's a good point. I, I think that yeah. is Yeah, you know what? He's faking. He's faking. Internet footprint is nothing to him. You know, I told him not to bluff. But he's trying. Okay. You know, here's a couple of issues. I, I build you as someone who wants to tell us all about sales techniques in recruiting. But a couple of things have come up, and I want to run them by you before we get to sales. Go ahead. There was a big, big discussion on my Facebook group today 
about and yesterday about candidates being unpredictable. You can tell them a hundred times that the start date is two weeks after the offer is accepted, but then when the offer is made, they'll come back with a request for a big delay, and it's impossible to control them. You never know what is going to happen. That's what one person says. The other one says, hey, these problems can be detected early on. So if, you know, something bad happens at offer time, it's the fault of the recruiter. You can't blame it on the candidate. Which point of view is true? I agree 100%. With what? I agree 100% that you you should be able to – With what? Speak up. <laughs> yeah, no, I, it's, it's I think tricky it's something that you should be here. able to detect. Animal, we Maureen, all know this. Move on to something. Maureen, can you help this guy? One out of a hundred people says, I, I can't start yeah, Monday. Animal, I gotta... No, Jerry, it's okay. I think this is a great topic, actually, because – Uh, One thing uh, that I have done in my career is make sure that I I am able to see what's coming and prevent it before it comes. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the mark of a of a good salesperson is to be able to to foresee what's coming down uh, in the next you know steps uh, of the sale. So now, would you be able to foresee stuff by people telling you, (laughs) or could you just like sit there with like you know your with my magic ball, yeah, peep stones I prefer. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, uh, you know, have, having those honest conversations. I mean, that's why I call myself genuine recruiting. Okay. If you're able to get the confidence of the person, and uh, they take you in confidence, and you're okay. able to tell them that you're an advocate for them, then they're able to be real honest with you, and they're able to tell you things that maybe they wouldn't tell just anyone. And that allows you to then, with your sales skills, be able to ask the second-level questions that will get you to knowing what kind of money will make him go and why. And then also, what happens if your company comes back with a counteroffer? And you have to have these conversations well before you get to the offer stage. So the word genuine just by using the word genuine, will facilitate all of this. <laughs> uh-huh. Exactly. The okay. word, I just I get on and I tell them my name uh, is Josh with Genuine Recruiting, and then magically it happens. I like that. Wow. Now, Jerry, i got to tell you, this is, this is the, one of this guy's techniques. This is what he calls it, a, re, a relaxed manner or question-based selling. But the, the, the questions are on a platform of relaxation. He wants to make people comfortable, and he said he can. Okay, well, who doesn't do that? No, of course you do that. Maybe you don't, because you corner people and get them to admit that you win and they lose. I mean, somebody's going to lose, and it's going to be you, Mister Candidate. That's your approach. I don't see that having an open discussion with somebody allows you to predict things, though. I mean, you can find out what's going to happen by talking to somebody about. What if scenarios? Right? Well, well, I, don't, I don't think you're unlocking any magical crystal ball. I mean, I respect it. It's how I work too. I mean, yeah. you know, becoming an advocate for somebody. Eh. I don't know about becoming an advocate. I mean, 
Jerry, what's that question you you ask? And you haven't brought it up lately, but you I'll tell you ask. for three hundred and fifty bucks more. Okay. We've been over <laughs> you. I know. I'll, I'll put the it's check in the mail. I'll put the check in the mail. Maureen, Maureen. I've been doing this for twenty years, and it's proprietary. What changed? What's changed since yeah, last time changed? we spoke? Because question. you want to know why I ask what's changed, Maureen? Mm-hmm. Because I assume something probably has. Right now, many of your um, B-level recruiters are going to go about saying, nothing's changed, has it? We're all good? Everything's still cool? You aren't going to find out anything there. They're just going to avoid the controversy with you. But when you find out what's changed, what have you thought about since we last talked, then you're going to find stuff out. Good question. Open-ended good question. It's how I become their advocate and can then predict things. Okay, i got a couple of questions for the guest. Number one, does he actually say, hey, I'm your advocate? Josh, yes or no? Good question. No. Okay. How do you well, convey no. that? Uh, yeah, I do. How do you convey I do. that? <laughs> I have said that before. As I say that, I, <laughs> I, I tell Can you talk I louder hey, so uh, I don't have to go over the recording and, infl- and amplify every word you say? <laughs> do me a kindness, okay? Okay, I'll do that. Yeah, no, I, I tell them. Uh, hey, I, I can be your advocate with them. That's one of the reasons why you work with a third-party recruiter is because I can have those conversations with them on your behalf behind the scenes. Well, help me help you. What conversations? What conversations? Do I have to say it again? So, I, I, For example, I have the conversations about pay with them. I know their inner workings, their processes. So in those conversations with the client, I can say, you know, hey, this is where I really think this guy can help you. And, and, but you have to be able to have contact, direct contact with the managers, the hiring managers, not just the HR people. Okay, let me put this on. Okay, uh, oh, Kathy's doing some other Kathy business again. there. Yeah. Kathy! Okay. Yeah, here's my other question, Okay. Let's speed it up. Here's the thing. You said you told me in your notes in advance of the show that your relaxed technique makes people trust you so much that they just spill their guts. You said I could probably get Jerry to tell tell me about his drinking problem. Okay. Now, (laughs) how much time have you got? Yeah. (laughs) Buy buy me a drink and I'll tell you all about it. He he heard you. He heard you telling those guys last week that you recruit people at the bar. Okay, Jerry. I I know that. But let me let me clarify that. I don't recruit people at the bar, and those guys can shove it. Explain yourself. Ridiculous. Well, I want to ask Josh something. No, no, I'm not finished. I want, I want to, to ask Josh something. Josh, no, no, how far no, no. can you throw Sorry, a football? Let me finish. That's the show is slowing down. Let me I can throw a football over those mountains yonder. Oh, those mountains? <laughs> yeah, Maury, can I, can I get a word in? Okay, I want yes. to just finish my question. Okay. Now, the thing is, once these people trust you so much and they tell you everything, are they going to call you when something changes? Or, like Jerry, do you sort of have to coax it out of them? You know, how strong is this? Because, you know, these people who say, yeah, I can start two weeks after the offer's made, and then they say, look, I don't want to screw things up for the team I'm on already. You know, let me start in September. The offer comes in January 1st. I'll start in September. So everything is A-OK 
at my old company. Are they going to call you and tell you that, or, or you know, they have got some worries? Are they going to tell you all that in advance, or are you going to be just having to sort of try to get it out of them? Are you, are you ever going to be surprised? That's what I'm trying to get at. Yeah, yeah, no, I hear you. So what we're trying to do, Animal, is minimize that. You're never going to eliminate it 100%, or at least I have not found a way to eliminate it 100%. If there is a way, then I'm still searching for it. But the idea is that there's a percentage of people who, no matter what you do in your process, they are going to surprise you at the end and not tell you. And then there's a percentage that no matter what you do, they're going to tell you in advance. So what you try to do is you try to capture that 50% in the middle by having some great techniques and great approaches in how you, you interact with them to try to draw that out. Can, remember can I just time? add just a little bit here? Can I just add something to what I'm thinking of? It? Maureen's got to talk, too, though. Go ahead. Yeah, okay. Well, okay. Go but ahead. I just want to say, I'm gonna! I'm gonna! It's not so much that these, these people are going to change their minds. I, I, I don't know when the last time this happened to me was. Decades ago, okay? It's about using your instinct through the initial part of the process to figure out if the dude is a liar if there's something fishy, you know, you, you, you sort yeah. the problem out way before it ever gets to, hey, congratulations, animal. We've got the offer. It's Monday. They're looking forward to seeing you in two weeks. And you saying, oh, my God, I need a six-month notice. That just doesn't happen. It just simply no, doesn't no. happen. I've never, it's never happened to me uh, in 20 so, years. Jerry, Jerry knows this. Being an alcoholic, Jerry knows the symptoms <laughs> Uh, to track from the beginning. People yeah. don't change their behavior throughout the process. If they're True. missing a call here or they didn't listen to you yep. there or didn't follow this instruction, yeah, that's exactly. what's going to happen at the end. And, you know what? And that I has nothing to do with being able to predict. It has, it, it, it has to do with being able to recognize, hey, something's fishy here. What's going on? Just for the record, Jerry is not an alcoholic, okay? He does not <laughs> hang around in bars. I, I just want to I make heard that the clear. The rumor here in Utah is that Jerry in, in is Utah, at the bar. yeah, okay. I am yeah. at the bar. Washing him down. Trying well, to pick one, up one drink in Utah makes you an alcoholic. Three in the morning. <laughs> exactly. I mentioned the bar to the dudes in Utah that blew their mind, didn't they? Yeah. Like me, me and Satan were sitting here dialing both in. Uh, you know what I mean? You call this half, I'll call the other half. You got it, Satan? All right, let's do it. Cheers. Bottoms up. Bam. <laughs> Maureen, you are on fire today. On, on fire today, Maureen. I got a, a two, two things, Maureen. A, if you yeah. want to earn some money, keep your eye on Twitter and tell me what people are saying. Like I you am. Too. Don't just be saying, "Where's my Twitter, money? Where's my Twitter money?" Twitter is so lame. God. Not during the show. It's good during the show. Don't just keep yeah, saying, "Where's my a... money?" Earn that money. Look at Twitter. It's not True. that hard. Number two, you wanted to ask Josh a question. No. Michael Cox, do you have a question for uh, the guest so far? No. Nothing to say. You haven't talked for a long time. I was going to send you a gift when the check came in, but I don't know about (laughs) it anymore, okay? Michael Cox needs to be your uh, Twitter associate. I mean, I'm not sure what that pays. It's kind of entry level, but he's your man. He's your connection on there. Him and Derek are pretty busy. Okay. Okay. So, okay. So there's a couple of other things. Uh, 
So you, 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 let me see. Candidates are unpredictable, yes or no, relationship management. Okay, you know what? This same woman who had that issue with the candidate saying she needed – she's not a, a softie. She's a tough cookie. You can tell by the way she writes. She was fooled by this candidate. She told us another story about a client, a big client, who said astrology is really important to her. She had to know all the astrological information about the candidates. Josh, if you had a client who told you that, what would you do? <laughs> about astrology. They told me that they were into astrology. Yeah, and she made a lot of money cooperating with them. What would you do? Oh, my goodness. You know, um, I guess my first training in in recruiting was on personality uh, mirroring. I think you talked about this uh, before on your show, and you're not a fan, but the first first training I had was on four personality types, and as a recruiter, how to match those personality types. So in that case, you know, they're telling me, they want astro- uh, you know, to use astronomy, uh, then I, I'm going to line up the okay, stars and find candidates for it. Look, since we're talking about the personality, <laughs> we'll pep it up a little for the show, okay? You're too laid back. Just talk a little faster. Just you need you should have had some Red Bull before you came on. Okay, now look. <laughs> I know. Look. No, I had I had a Red Bull once, and I almost got fired because I was bouncing off the walls. Well, it would have been good here. Next time you come on, try it. Okay, listen to me. Do you remember? I didn't ask you, but do you remember any times that can? Do you have a, a real life story of, about a candidate surprising you? Yes or no? Do you, if you say no, that's okay. I'll just move on. But don't try to remember while I'm. Just just the off the, the top of my head here, uh, I've yeah. had surprise deaths. <laughs> um, no, death doesn't count. Okay. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. I have uh, one guy, in in fact, um, that I remember uh, for a sales position that I was going to bring over, um, and the, the thought was that he could help lead a team. He was a, a sales manager, and and we even made the offer to him. Went through the uh, the whole process, and then and then backed out. Um, in that case. The issue was that there was a non-compete there, and so again, in that case, that would that would have been something that, in hindsight, and I did learn from it after the fact, that at the beginning, with direct competitors, find out if there's a non-compete there. So that's one example. Okay, so he didn't yeah, tell you, you didn't ask him. That wasn't a great one. And somebody else died. You can tell us that story about the candidate died. How old was he? Yeah, um, I, I've actually had two two die on me, unfortunately. So uh, one, he was a developer, lived out in um, uh, was it Jer- uh, lived in um, <clears throat> Maryland. He was from Maryland. Yeah, because uh, he lived pretty close to where I lived in Columbia, Maryland. And he uh, he got in an argument with his wife during the interview process, walked out of the house. Uh, they found him a year later in a ditch. Oh, my gosh. That's quite a story. Uh, unbelievable, right? And the other one? And the other one, uh, we made the offer to him, uh, and uh, he he was – 
Oh, in his fifties, and over the weekend he had a he he we interviewed him for his final interview on Friday. He received the offer, was set to start Monday, and over the weekend he uh, he just disappeared. And and you know I'm in my mind I'm trying you know the sales manager at the uh, at my client company was just ripping him and and. Um, I'm, I'm trying to be, be patient. About midweek, I got an email from his wife saying that he had passed away from a heart attack over the weekend. Oh, what the first guy die from in the ditch? Um, you know, I, I, didn't, I didn't see the autopsy report. All I saw was about a year later, I saw a report saying they found his body and were going to try to figure out what happened to him. Hey, animal, it's time for an ad. You know, you're right. You're right. It's just slowed down. Okay. Anyway, I'm here, here, I'm here to help everybody. You. <laughs> that was awkward. I brought the lull. Man, that was the low, the low point. Talking about dead people. Okay. Hmm. okay. No, no, no. That was a good story. You just talked too slow. Okay. We're not. You're not trying to build confidence in us. You don't have to make us relax. You have to pep us up. Okay. It's now look, everybody. My method. I, I was watching the Twitter channel this morning from the Future of Recruiting Conference in Scotland, and the main feature. The main speaker was telling people that the future of recruiting is marketing. And this guy likes to make bold statements like that, you know. He wants to make it sound as if something revolutionary is happening. But then, you know, he'll cover himself. He'll cover his ass by saying that sales is still important, right? You know, the future is marketing, but at the same time, sales is still important. He'll tell you that if you have four recruiters and you're going to hire a fifth one, no, don't do that. Hire a digital marketing expert instead. But he's not going to tell you, Maureen, what are you doing? Don't talk during (laughs) my ad, okay? You're talking in my ad. I'm helping. Don't, Don't help me. Don't help me, okay? I'm getting kind of hungry. What are you guys eating for? What's for lunch? <laughs> I gotta do this ad. I'm gonna go Please. warm up some chicken. Okay, go ahead. Let's Here's my point. Here's my point. The guy insists. The guy insists that recruiting is becoming marketing, but he doesn't tell you to go mm-hmm. out and hire five marketing experts. Is no Greg Savage? Hire him. Yeah, Tim. Greg- yeah, he'll tell you to have four recruiters and one marketing guy. Well, what happened come. between you two? Nothing. Let me finish <laughs> the ad. Is this finish. still the ad? Yeah, this is the ad. Okay. <laughs> I want to tell get... you. I want to tell you that our sponsor, <laughs> our sponsor, PC Recruiter, Oops, they're that. doing something similar. Only the thing is, they're more honest about it. You know, this guy, Greg, he's saying that recruiting is really marketing. And at the same time, he's saying it's recruiting, it's marketing and sales. It's everything, right? Our sponsor is doing something similar. He doesn't go around and say, oh, recruiting is really, the future of recruiting is staffing. The future of recruiting is uh direct employment. He doesn't say anything like that. They say recruiting is recruiting is recruiting. And we love all recruiting. And we make software for all kinds of recruiting. So you go check them out at PCRecruiter.com. PCRecruiter.com. PC Recruiter, I want you to know, is produced by Main Sequence Technologies. And the president there is our good friend, (laughs) Martin Snyder. (laughs) Good friend. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. (laughs) What an ad. You know what? I should tape these things in advance and just play them. Okay. 
No, you so shouldn't. Does anybody have a question they, they want to ask our guest? Let's talk about sales. You've taken a bunch of sales trainings. Am I right? And your big brother is a fantastic salesperson, and you learn from him. Am I right about both those things? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, my brother is a uh, consultant for Gallup. Okay. So what, what, tell us about some of the sales training you've taken and how you use it in recruiting. And and talk fast. I'm, Don't talk slow. Okay. I'll talk fast Just for you. Okay. Is that, is that fast enough there? <laughs> yeah, that's good. <laughs> so I give you my my background on on sales books. I first started uh, reading sales books. I read How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie, The Art of the <laughs> Deal by Donald Trump. Don't turn off your computer, Bernie Sanders fans. It's just a book. For There's the no love. Bernie Sanders fans on this show, okay? Don't worry yeah, about okay, that. Okay, good. <laughs> so Art of the Close, Brian Tracy, uh, uh, Sales Bible by Jeffrey Gittimer, and just learned a lot of these different processes, right? And then I took formal sales training. Uh, question-based selling was one of them. Uh, impact selling, I really enjoyed impact selling. One of the key things I learned from their system was to be on the same step as the candidate every time and never go to the next step until the current step is complete. You know, I had a telemarketer call me, and he just, he just spouted off his name and his company name incoherently and then just went and do his pitch. You know, so I, I, and I had to stop him, of course, and ask him his name. The guy clearly had a, had a, thick, one of those, uh, a thick Indian accent. And, and so I asked him, well, what's your name? And he said his name was Jimmy or something like that. And I, 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 of course, start laughing, right? There's no way your name is Jimmy. What, what's, what's your last name? And, and he said something like Walsh. So I say to him, so your name is Jimmy Walsh? And so you stopped him and you <laughs> started asking Come him on, questions? Come on, man. Be, be real. Just, just tell me what your real name is. And he, he said F you and hung up. But the, <laughs> the point is... He sabotaged himself because he tried to jump past everything. First of all, he wasn't being genuine. But, but yeah, he, he just tried to jump to the next step without even properly introducing himself. So that's one, one example of how impact selling impacted you how You know what? Let me turn the tables. Let me talk about when, how does a recruiter get ahead of the process? Do you have something that you follow? So you're, what are these steps you're talking about? Well, what, yeah, I absolutely, I do. So let, let me tell you my approach at an introduction. When I'm cold calling someone or uh, you know, calling into a company to talk with someone out of the blue or maybe it's uh, someone who has referred to me, those are, uh, you mentioned social media. Those are probably the two ways I like to get in touch with people, through referrals or through cold uh, contacts dialing directly into a company. And I'll start out, I'll say, hey, this is Josh Brackheisen. Uh, you were referred to me, and you came recommended as an accomplished developer. And I'm well-connected in the IT industry here in Utah. In fact, I am a career consultant in the industry. So based on that recommendation I received, I thought we should at least connect. If not for anything immediate, maybe for something down the road. You know what I mean? And how so that's, that's the approach I take. You go through that now, the mouthful. You, you say all that stuff before you let the other person say something. Is that right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, most people will respond quickly back with uh, hi when I, when, I, when I say my name. Uh, and then they want to know what I'm about. 
So that's the, you know, they, they, they have my name clearly. They'll respond, and then I'll tell them what I'm about. Now, there's important pieces that I'm sharing here, Animal, in this. First of all, my pace and feeling. I'm talking slow so they can understand. Now, if you live back on the East Coast, like you said, I need to talk faster. I work back on the East Coast. I pretty much got my, my lunch eaten by those guys. I, I'm a California dude. I grew up in California riding a wakeboard. Uh, I, uh, I'm a slower talker, and, and so I, I'm, I'm not going to wow those guys. But it is important to have a good pace and, and uh, genuineness, again, in that, in that tone. Now, in the first couple of sentences, I say, you were referred to me and you came recommended. There's a, there's a few reasons why I do that. Sometimes I'll say, you were referred to me by a confidential source. Okay, that goes to uh, Steve Finkel, a little shout out to him, one of my mentors. Now, the reason why is, if, you know, if, if now if somebody, I, I should say, if somebody does refer me and said that I can use their name, I always think that's better. But, uh, but if it's from uh, some other source, I will say it's a confidential source, or I will just say you were referred to me. Now, I've had a client in the past, <clears throat> this is the main reason why I started doing this, I had a client in the past who would ask everyone I hired for them, what was the, the source by which you were found for our company? And so they, they would have this uh, on paper, record it. Next thing you know, they're saying, ciao, Josh, see you later. We don't need you anymore because we know everywhere you get your people. And so that's one of the reasons why I don't reveal to candidates uh, that that right there. Yeah, um, but it, but can I can I ask a question? You're, yeah, you're saying I, I uh, found you at a confidential source. <laughs> sounds yeah, it sounds like they're all referrals. It's just simply untrue, right? I mean, uh, doesn't that hey, erode? Hey, li- listen, animal. If you if you uh, go on to LinkedIn and you find a profile and it says all these great things about them. You were referred to them through LinkedIn. There wasn't any other way. You know what? I got to tell you. No, you know what? I, no way. He, this guy That's is weak. bragging about being genuine, and then he's playing with words. Oh yeah, mm, and, yeah. You know what? That's, that's not real. That's not genuine. And you know Here's what? what I, I was referred to you by the internet. I paid Maureen three dollars <laughs> yeah. for your name. Please help me make sure I didn't waste my money. I was Sherub. Think spare rib. No, it's uh, in Indiana. We say Sherib. Are you hungry? I like Think spare rib. <laughs> I I like what Mike Cox said. I was referred to you by the internet. <laughs> Six. I was referred to you by the internet. Exactly. You know what? You don't have to say anything. And if they say, "How'd you get my name?" Research. I'm in the business of doing research, looking for people's names. And if you don't like it, don't talk to me, okay? <laughs> anyway, okay. So, so look, well, I, I read your. I, I, I think it's the same approach. It's it's how you. If you come off and you sound like you're trying to hide something, then then you are. But when people, uh, you know, if, if they feel like you're being genuine, and that's true, I genuinely get these uh, some of my uh, leads. From, uh, from, uh, from online, from, li- from LinkedIn, and that's that to me is still a referral. Now, uh, I get fifty-two percent of all my business. From, hey, why? From, okay, from hey, 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 people ask me that. Hey, people ask me that, and I say, 
Um, I called into your company and asked who should I talk to, and somebody in your company said I should talk to you. I don't know who told me that. I don't. I don't know who the yeah, names of the people are. I use- Exactly, and I do. I do a lot of the things that Maureen and uh, shout out to Maureen for her for her uh, skills. Plug for you, but uh, paying you to say that. I mean, you keep saying she she paid me. She did. She's getting paid more than you are, animal. Yeah, I know. I'm getting nothing. But I don't. You know what? After listening to last that last ad, I mean, where I had a fight with everybody on the show just to finish. I don't. I'm not surprised he's not paying me. (laughs) What did I say? That's the best part of your ads, though. I don't know. I don't know about I that. No, yeah, if, that I, if it was the secretary who referred me, uh, then that, that's a referral. You know what? i got to tell you, it's none of your business. I'm a professional. I find people's names. Don't worry about that. I'm not going to tell anyone we're talking. What do you think? I'm stupid? Okay. Now, I want to turn. I want yeah, to switch that'll that go. Yeah, I like that. That's good. I'll I use wanna, that one next gotta, time. Yeah, do go ahead. I want to switch it around. You do your own business development calls as well. Am I right about that? Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, let's talk okay. about that. That's interesting. He's the director of business development for his own company, dude. Yeah. yeah. I want to hear how he does it. I want to hear how he does it. How do you how do you pick up business? Cold calls just like that? Mm, let's talk about that. Yeah, no, that's a great that's a great question. So really how I got my business started, again, I'm a big advocate of mentors, okay? And so I uh, had a mentor who started off, he had some relationships, and uh, he introduced me to those people. And that, that's how I started some of my first uh, uh, recruiting opportunities. Uh, and as I worked for them and did a, a great service for them, they then referred me to clients of theirs. And so it, it becomes uh, a, a great re- – there, I am, I'm, I'm working referrals there, right? And so I'm constantly talking to my clients about their business. And as I hear who the, some of their partners are, I look for opportunities uh, for that. And many times uh, I have one, for example, where he came to me and asked if I would like to do a lunch with one of their, their IT business partners. Uh, and and then brought, we went to lunch, and, and the rest is history. They became a great client. Uh, none of that involved uh, a cold call? No. So Animal none just to try to maybe call. redirect the witness? <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> Please, take over. Great, great uh, genuine answer there. Yeah. But <laughs> to call on anybody you didn't know. Who is that? Who's doing that? Who's doing that nonsense? Okay. It could be any of us. Am I blocked? Barry's on his way to the bar again. Oh, am I blocked? Yes, we can hear you and the door. I can hear you. Okay. That's me. You want to say something, Kathy? Well, it's it's a little bit um, dated because you were talking about, I guess, referrals or how people find you, um, you know, how your candidates think that you found them. You just say your research department. You do research, research right? Department. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Great. Right. Yeah, I think that's department. a perfectly good approach. Otherwise, it's a lie. Do, are we all lying to people now? Is that what we're supposed to do out here? Oh, uh, you do research. Part of my business is in the tank, and I'm slumped over this bottle of Jack Daniels right now. <laughs> huh? Jack Daniels. I don't that's have a research department? I'm not lying. 
now. Oh my God. Okay. Go ahead. You're looking for solace, Jerry. Okay. Uh, let me let's go back to Jerry. Not in point. a bottle. Right. Let's go back, but I'll do a quick ad. If everybody be just quiet for ten seconds, this will be <laughs> over. Okay. And now a word from our sponsor, PC Recruiter. Everybody is claiming that text and social media are the hot new forms of communication, but everybody knows for real that email is still number one. And PC Recruiter handles email the way you want it handled. Yes, sir. It works with your mobile phone accounts, and it always shows you're connected, you're sent, and received email for every candidate and hiring authority. PCRecruiter.com. Check them out. They've got over 3,100 clients around the world. Thank you. Okay. I thought it was 31,000. So it's uh, back to our guest, okay? Uh, cold calls, what Jerry said, cold calls for business development, do you ever do them, or is that no? Yeah, usually when I do cold calls, it's usually a marketing the candidate strategy. So I'll, I'll be working with candidates that I just cannot place somewhere else, and so that allows me to call into a company and say, hey, you know, I, I have a guy uh, that I really think you should talk to. And uh, and then set something up. How do you know uh, they you have act- a need? Yeah, I'm sorry. How do you know the company has a need for someone like that? Well, so yeah, uh, uh, two uh, two ways that I usually uh, use. Uh, I'm either on job sites uh, like Indeed.com, Glassdoor, things of that nature. And, and then as well paying attention to some of the local news. Uh, the, we have a business paper here that, that gives you some tips uh, on, on some major hiring. Uh, well, let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question, okay? Do you ever, don't you just get the candidate and then look up all the companies that might be able to use somebody like that and just call through them all? Don't you do that? And you don't care. You're trying to pick up. You don't really want to place that candidate. That's not your main aim. Your aim is to pick up a job order. So you don't care if they're looking or not. You just want to get to talk. Use this person as an excuse to talk to a hiring manager. Am I right? No, that would be disingenuous. And no, not a, you are not a genuine person. Exactly you're, you're a doing. regular recruiter. You know, if you have to fool yourself to think you're more honest than everybody else, Everyone here already. The cat's out of the bag. Everybody I knows. Ne- I never said true. I was more honest than anybody else. I'm just an honest guy, and I take a genuine approach. I really care about people. So, Are you no, when I when I I'm trying to bag of lies to help them out. <laughs> <laughs> you care so deeply. Uh, You're such an you No, there's no lies there. Uh, right. I, I'm I'm trying to help these people out. Like I said, 52% are referrals from candidates that I've worked with in the past. And I, have so I, I, wanna... I have an important question. How Go many ahead. candidates have you had that have not shown up to the job or had something in their background check so that you come across disingenuous? Didn't we discuss that, Kathy? Were you sleeping at statement. that time? or? No, I was statement. off the phone, Animal. I'm sorry. I didn't want to disrupt, disrupt the show. So I have wouldn't to... be disingenuous if a guy turns out to not show up or he's a criminal. That's not a reflection on uh, the agency. You don't think so? No, no, I'm not saying no. Your your question then is, is it disingenuous if those people have those type of issues? 
Yeah, that you presented them and really didn't. Kathy, Kathy, can I answer the question? This guy's yeah. candidates die on him, okay? But hold on a second. <laughs> I would like to refer to his own website where yeah. he says he will not refer anybody to his customers that he wouldn't hire himself. Okay. Yeah. That goes a little step further than just, I'll send you good people. No, we're saying, I would hire this person. You yeah, I'm, I'm not just throwing paper at, at clients. Then I, I am trying to like find people that are a good fit for them, and, and it's a good fit for the candidate. I am not, and I think that's being genuine. I'm not just going to throw paper at them, and, and if it's a, not a good fit for the candidate, I'm going to tell them. That doesn't answer my question, but that's okay. Okay, yeah, your question's not going to get answered if it hasn't been answered now. Okay, what about you also took spin selling? Do you use anything from there? Yeah, spin selling. Uh, what what spin selling uh, is, is about is asking deeper uh, questions that discover implications, discover the reason why. So, uh, for example, when you ask, you know, here's a great question I love to ask: uh, What would entice you to leave where you're at now? Um, and Let's say they respond with money. You know, then I'll I'll ask the next question. Well, what are you making now? Um, I I don't shy away from it. I want to have a, a real conversation with them, and they'll tell me X amount. Okay, well this job pays X plus five thousand, let's say. And then you know what I'm going to ask why why would that be significant enough to make you move? And, and so I'm trying to find that why. Uh, and, Can you and give us an example of an answer? Uh, uh, hold on, hold on, hold on. If this is a favorite question of yours, surely you've got an example that might come to mind of when you've asked that question and someone has given you an answer. Do they usually answer you, yes or no? Oh, yeah, they answer me. What would entice okay. you to leave where you're at now? Yeah, and so give us an example. Yeah, most, so. most of the time it's growth. It's because they've become stagnant where they're at. Uh, they don't see an opportunity, especially here in Utah. You have animal. You have a lot of uh, smaller startups. It's it's one of the largest uh, entrepreneurial states in, in the country, and so you end up with uh, a, a lot of of businesses um, where there's family there, or it's a small shop, and you don't have a way to move up. Is someone working at the cash of a, a cigar store or something like that? Uh, what's going on in the background? Okay, so, yeah, So, but hold on. You asked them, and they said money, and now you're saying the answer they give you of reason to move is advancement. Don't you say, hey, you just told me money, but it's not really money. Is that it? Well, what I'm saying to you the most common is, for that, for them to say, the, listen, the focus. You just said if the guy says money, I said, why will you move? He says, I want more money. What are you earning? He tells you, well, you know what? I can get you five thousand dollars more. But before I make a move, I want to know why that would be significant to you. What do you need to put a new toilet in your house? What's up? Do you get an answer to that? For five thousand bucks, why is the guy going to move? Is he going to tell you, or is he going to get well, offended? People don't what, are you trying to run my life. You don't have any – I can't tell – I don't have to tell you what I'm going to use that money for. That's what comes to mind when you say – Yeah, would no, you I have. Specifically, I was working with a guy uh, who was actually in the same building as one of my SaaS software clients. He was a sales engineer, and we had a discussion, 
and uh, that's exactly what I said to him. And he, uh, this gentleman happened to be a referral from an employee of mine, and I asked him why why that money would be significant enough to to make a move. And uh, in in this case, uh, he had uh, just, just some medical things going on uh, with his daughter, and uh, and so that that was his. His you know what? Is that, something, is that something I have to know? That's his own personal business. Am I right or wrong about that? Let's go <clears> through. <throat> Michael Cox, got an opinion? Do I have to know this guy's daughter has medical problems? No, but uh, yeah, he's got to know how much he's willing to move for. Yeah, he already said. He knows 5000 bucks. But he, do I, does he have to tell me why I want to get my uh, wife a, 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 a silver anniversary present? Or so that's not my business. Kathy Manis, got a got a quick one. But yeah, none of our business at all. Maureen Sheriff. Oh, I'm sorry. What was the about? question? I'm watching okay, the Twitter yeah. stream, well, the trying to pull, pick a question. Where you're asking the person why Jerry, they leave for more money. Jerry, got a, got an answer? Jerry, do you have an answer? I'm never having that discussion. What do you mean? I don't ask people if they'd leave for more money. No? No, I don't want that guy. What do you you don't want yeah, a guy? Somebody really needs money. Money. You, don't you don't want the guy who's going to just leave for more money. Go get a counter offer. Because that's on, the best Jerry. way to yeah. do it and save us all a bunch of, bunch of hassle. If his so main Jerry. motivation is money, then it's always going to be money, and he's always going to leave. Well, then move on to another candidate because that candidate that wants to leave for just $5,000 is going to fold on you for another $1,000 on top of that. Again, in, again everything has – there's a there's a 50% in the middle. They, they, may, they may say that, and a lot of times candidates will say money as a front. But if you drill down deeper, you will find the real reason. You'll find the emotions behind things, and that's when you can persuade people. Well, then why not I love my start kids. there instead I of asking about kids. money? That we're talking about. No, he asked, he asked, why, why, do, why would you make a move? The guy says money, and then he wants to know what he wants to spend it on. <laughs> I got to do my third <laughs> ad. Hold on. Okay. Yo, Maureen, I saw you. You're fiddling around there with pictures on Twitter. You're not telling me what people are saying. Thank you. Okay. My ad. Caught me. Just let me. Caught me. If people, Caught me. if people just give me 10 seconds, uh, it'll be over. Okay. Hey, everybody. PC Recruiter handles email marketing. So you can build lists and send hundreds or thousands of emails and manage the resulting activity like opt-in and opt-out requests with ease. And you know what? That includes Canadian opt-in rules, which I have to tell you are very tough. So if you use Microsoft Outlook, PC Recruiter appears directly in your Outlook screen. No more switching between applications a hundred times a day. No way. No ATS or recruiting software has more or better choices for email, text messaging, and social media than PC Recruiter. So if you want to check it out, go to PCRecruiter.com. PC Recruiter, as I said a minute ago, has over 3,100 clients worldwide. And I will mention that my first ad was fantastic. It was a work of genius. If only I would have had the opportunity to deliver it in the right manner. Thank you. Back to our guest. We've got five minutes left. Um, 
Have we? Is there you something have said you know, be on mute? Talking about money, I like to ask about about Who's money because because it ruffles feathers and it okay. kind of takes people's breath away and it gets All them the talking about other things. I, I like what, are you what Josh talking about? Said. Ruffles feathers. It ruffles feathers when you ask about money. It, it takes people's breaths away. No, it doesn't. It, yes, it does. I've when you ask about money, when you bring that question up, I've asked ten thousand people. About money. Yeah, and, and it, it gets them thinking about other away. things, and it gets the discussion going. No, it doesn't. No, for a long What are we talking about? Where the hell do you even get this information? What, what are we talking <laughs> about? Jerry, what is she talking about? I, what I, about I, money? The money conversation. Ruffle about money, feathers. About money discussions. Like no, what? How much are you looking What's for? How salary? much do you need to make 70? a move? Okay, what cool. question? What question? How much Nobody's do you need to make a move? Taken away. You're talking about money discussions and, you know, what when are you, you leave for right more, now? more money. What, what are you earning yeah, I, right I've now? I've never asked that question in my life. What are you when earning? When you leave for more money. We were talking with Josh before, and you guys were talking about leaving for more money, and no, I never asked that question, and blah, blah, blah. Right. But you don't couch it like that, but you start talking about money and then the real issues behind why somebody would move. And the money is asked, the last thing that I talk about. The money is the very last thing. Really? I push that off for, yeah, for the money. Is, money you know what? Because if you make it, if you make it the the point of emphasis, as Jerry said, it becomes the point of emphasis, and mm-hmm. and, you, and they'll they'll move for anything, right? You you always push it off. You always try to find out the true, the what what's behind their motivations. And, and as I mentioned, what I usually see is it's because of growth. I want to lay something on you. Normally, as you know, I disagree with that. I charge three hundred and fifty dollars an hour for this, okay? And I'm going to give it to you kids for free. Do you, do you get question. a lot of checks for that, Jer? What has happened recently? Good. Morning, Good. That made you decide it's time to start looking for a change. Good. I have those questions. That one very question. Ask every single candidate. And take it from there. Because Jerry, people the don't really have a reason to change. They're not looking for a change. They're probably not going to. They're not looking for a change. This guy's a headhunter. He's calling them under sure the blue. We all are. <laughs> no, but we still have to question. have these discussions. I don't, I don't care why you're – I don't care if you paid Maureen $3 for the name or if you paid someone else $150 for the name or your research department did it or the Internet told you. At some point, you're talking to somebody – and you're going to need to ask them, what happened recently that made you decide it's time for a change? And I, okay, I have a question. A great question. I, I, and I, I agree with you, Jerry. What I would also add that maybe in opposition of what you're saying is a Gallup poll shows that 52% of U.S. employees are not engaged at their current jobs. So my, my, I don't know if it's in opposition to what you're saying, but what I'm saying is that when I go out and I headhunt, sometimes there's that – there's a percentage of people out there that I can capture that if I approach them the right way, and I, and I even think your question could be that right way, that I will be able to uh, engage them in another opportunity that will be better for them. Because if they don't want to be at your company, they deserve they need to be let somewhere me, else. Let me and tell so you, that, you are looking for the person that has a specific answer to that question. The people who don't, that's not who you're going to place. I'm sorry. 
You're not going to coax and tie and throw. I agree. There's a percentage of those people. Yeah. You know, you guys are boring the hell out of me. I'm. I'm oh really? Yeah. That's why I'm talking about actual placement. Probably is a bit foreign to you, Animal. One out of talking to one out of two people is boring to you. Chat, yeah, no. What did you say, Maureen? Oh, oh, let me, let me just. Uh, well, what let you're me, saying is talking to one of the two people. What, Maureen? No, no, Ma- Maureen, I'm doing your job. Chad Balby says that money should be brought up ASAP, and you're wasting your time if you don't do that because the person. I agree. Might that's why Chad Balby is not I in the agency business anymore. I disagree, and that's my Very point. <laughs> I develop relationships with people. I'm not one of these recruiters who's just flying through everybody. Now, you have to be cautious with your time as well because I, I agree that you can lose time and lose money because you're spending time not knowing the money. But you have to also develop that relationship and truly care about your candidate and truly care about your clients. Yeah. That sounds too genuine. Is there an after show, Jerry? No. i got to call people and ask them if they want a big raise. One out okay. of two will say yes. Yeah. Does anybody, and I want anybody the other. Will... I want the one out of two that says no. <laughs> Does anybody want to say no? Well, I don't know anything about any of this. No, you he don't. Because he wants to turn to the bottle at the end of the afternoon. Hey, you know what? I, I don't like it. <laughs> he has my only comfort, drink. Maureen. Jerry likes to drink after five. <laughs> I don't want maybe to characterize him as a, as a drunk, okay? Just because that guy was so touchy last week when Jerry gave an example that, you know, what if I was in a bar, okay? <laughs> I don't want Jerry to be smeared like that. Aww. Yeah. Jerry doesn't mind. Right. Can I say does. one thing? Can I say one thing? Last word. Thank you for letting me participate because I'm not working right now, and this is my only way of keeping up with what's going on out there. So thanks for letting me participate. Okay, you know what, Jerry? uh, Kathy, I just got to tell you, I read all on Facebook all the times that you're rushed to the hospital, to the emergency department, and we've all got violence here. (laughs) (laughs) I want you to know. Thanks for I want you to know that it makes me happy. It but makes Kathy, me happy that you're happy, please. and I'm happy that you're you're recovering. Kathy was in a coma for three months oh, for everybody who doesn't know, and she doesn't no. even remember if she was sourcing in her sleep or anything I like don't. that. <laughs> <at> that <time. laughs> but Kathy, please I'm not even sure if she's here really, right now. This show doesn't have anything to do with what's going on in the real world, though. Yes, it does. Our guest, our guest, Josh Breckheim. Jerry, I told my youngest friend. Wow. He, real recruiter. Jerry, what? my youngest son, you know, my mom had died, and he walks into the hospital. I said, you know, Grammy was here last night, and, he was, and she was snorting all this cocaine. Oh my and my son said, Mom, Grammy is dead, and there's no cocaine here, okay? Uh-huh. And that's how out of it I was. Yeah, oh okay. That's and you tell me that here. because I'm a functional uh, alcoholic or what? I, mean, I don't know. I just like Find that amusing. <laughs> okay, Josh Breckheisen. I hope oh, you're doing well. What? I, I need to talk to Maureen about this salary crap. Okay. Is an after show. You're going to have an after show? show. Well, go ahead. Talk to her just right now. Go ahead. No. Okay, we'll go to the after show. Under my okay. own format, my rules, my, okay. my ring. Okay, but don't talk about that guy who's in your group who doesn't like me, okay? He'll still shut the show down. Okay, last thing. Josh Breckheisen, thank you!
an animal doesn't ask the guest anything specific. <laughs> hey, uh, first things first, who who else doesn't like animal today? Doesn't like animal today? We love animals. Yes. Somebody doesn't like yeah. animal. I don't, I don't know. Who's on the sh- right. Who's on the after show? Me. I'm here. I'm Maureen. Is that you, Chad? That is jo- Josh is still on. Get oh, off. You're get out of here. here. <laughs> I got I to get out of here. Hey, I've got a question for the guest, though. So, J- yeah. Josh, are, are you a – do you have other recruiters that work in your office with you? Are you a solo guy? What's the scoop? Yeah, right now I'm solo, uh, but yeah. I've had anywhere from one to four recruiters with me. Okay. Yep. You've had enough, right, Jeff? <laughs> You've had enough of that. <laughs> it's tough. I'm. T- uh, it's it's tough to have other recruiters. It is. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if a recruiter's really that good, they ought to be doing their own thing. And, yeah. 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 We didn't oh. get around to the um, mumbo jumbo question. What was that? Well, mu- I know we totally missed the mumbo jumbo. <laughs> <laughs> Last week uh, they were talking about mumbo jumbo on the. That- Back in college, when I took my my recruiting mumbo jumbo class. Um. <laughs> hey, so, so Maureen, um, do you know Josh personally? Then. Yeah, we, I know him from Facebook. We're, I would know him from Facebook. Yeah, quite I know personal. Him from Facebook. Yeah. Very personal. Yeah, we we have, we have a thing going on <laughs> in the background here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've had we've had a couple of uh, of meetups, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Serious. Maureen, were you a speaker at a conference recently? Let's see, what was the last one? Um, I think so. Do you have more information than I have, Jerry? Usually. That's unacceptable. Okay, refresh me. <laughs> Refresh me, would you? I don't know. I, I thought you were. I thought I don't know. I thought you were a speaker at some. Do you not speak? Are you not a national speaker? Okay. Yeah, Good I was. I was in Toronto recently. I was. In were you Toronto. speaking? Yeah, I spoke at the talent. Okay, why do I got to drag this out of you? Gosh, okay. if I if I spoke at a conference in Toronto recently, and right. somebody said, "Hey, have you spoken at any conferences recently?" I wouldn't think. Right. I was. I spoke at. I don't know. I mean, I'd say yeah. Yeah, I did. I spoke in. Uh, Maureen, you know you're my favorite. So, I know. I'm your pet. I yes. I mean, so I if it ever gets a bit heated between us, it's only because I, I take those extra liberties with, with close friends. I know. I know. I don't get offended. Okay. But you are way off base with the salary stuff. With what? The, with talking the salary about salary stuff? ruffles feathers and starts. I, no. It's not that big a deal. No. And for the people that it is a big, wacky, crazy, how dare you subject, which I've never run into that, I would I would think they're just way out of touch with what my service and process even is, and I would probably hang out. I always find that people like to talk about money. It kind of scares them. It's kind of edgy. You know, like, people yeah, like no. to talk about money. It's like, you know, when I ask somebody, you know, well, um, what do you charge for that? It's like, you know, they look at me and... Well, so now you're talking about charge cost for services rather than salary. Mm, That too. You know, well, what are you making? Most people will tell you. 
Most well, people tell me. I was talking to a guy today, and um, he he told me, oh, "Well, I'm making thirty three forty an hour," and and then he was going on and on and on, and and then he started talking about, um, "Well, the benefits aren't that great here." So that was his real that was the real kicker there were the benefits. Okay, which is cool, but right. His that's feathers weren't out. ruffled. That's all I'm saying is it's not uh, a big well, shock topic. That's all I'm saying. No, it, mm-hmm. it gets people talking. You know, it gets the other issues out. It brings up the other issues. Hmm. Like that what? was my point. You know, it gets behind the veil. <sighs> Sorry. Mixed conversation. Something to... <laughs> that's That's kind of my... My point of what I try to do, that's a good way to put it, Marie, and get behind the veil. I'm just trying to find out what these people are really about, what their real motivations are. And and, and if they line up with, with my clients, then, mm-hmm. you know, then uh, uh, let's do it. That was the and only I, point I was trying to make, trying to do that Jerry. By just, yeah. Okay, well, I think you're wrong, Marie. <laughs> hey, I, you know what? And you I always think that. I'm wrong. I, I, What's new with that? No, I just sometimes when you start poking around in the recruiting and and the the, uh, out of that, right? the the heavy duty side of this world. Oh yeah. You get kind of out of your element, and oh, you yeah. just start speculating. And sometimes your speculation yeah, is right. Like you picture what it would be like to 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 recruit somebody. You know what I mean? <laughs> like you're not starring in your own play. You know what I mean? This is real life. Oh, yeah. Okay, I get yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Mm. Wrote that down. Okay, everybody. Well, I, yeah! I hope the rest of the week is... What? Yikes. the hell was that? What the... <laughs> was that me? What was that? that? That was a recording of you. What? Yelling like that? Animals listening and he's... That's he's absurd. Telling. That's crazy. Yeah, he's telling us it's time to go. <laughs> I, wonder, I don't need this, man. Night, everybody. Yeah, he's on. He's on. <laughs> all right, guys. Well, uh, best can't of luck wait, to you Can't wait to see the clips. Go ruffle some feathers, Maureen. Okay. I got more, I got more feathers to ruffle. <laughs> oh. All right, see ya. All right. I'll see you later. Bye.